Welcome to the Karis Christian Center podcast. Well, I'm excited about um, tonight's message. I'll be sharing um, from Hebrews chapter 11. If you've been um, keeping track of how many parts this series has been, this is part seven. So in how many parts will it be? I don't know. Once we get done with Hebrews. But um, we're on Hebrews chapter 11. And uh, my title for this series is that Jesus makes everything better. Amen. He makes everything better. I love that last song, that I will build my life upon your love. It is a firm foundation. I just studied this out, the very first verse in Hebrews 11. Verse 1, it says, now faith is the substance. I felt like I should look up that word substance, and in the Greek it means to be a foundation. The word in Greek literally means to be, to be like under a covering, like a firm foundation. It has actual existence. Amen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So I'm just going to dive right in here into Hebrews 11. My first point is this. Faith always leads you home. Some people say that country roads lead you home. I don't know. I've been down some country roads, and I usually get lost. I don't make it home on country roads. Heather loves that song. We actually, last fall, were in Aspen, and there's a... um, John Denver, right? Did he write that song? Country roads lead me home. I don't, I don't sing those songs. I don't know all the words. I, because I play flute, I just listen to the melody. I listen to rhythm. I don't ever listen to words, so I actually don't know the words to many songs. And Heather gets after me because I start singing songs and I mess up all the words. But country roads don't always lead you home. Faith will always lead you home. Amen. Faith will always lead you home. This world is not our home. As believers, we shouldn't really feel at home here because our true home is with our Father in heaven. Here we are sojourners. We are strangers. To the world, we should look a little strange. To the world, we should look a little foreign. To the world, we should be alien-ish. Because this is not our home. We're actually home in heaven. We are citizens of heaven on loan to the earth. And faith always leads you home. The big picture of faith, you're always looking to God. You're always looking to your home in heaven. You're always looking to that place that Jesus has gone and prepared for us. He is the way, the truth, and the life. No one, no other road leads you home. All them country roads won't lead you home. But faith in Jesus will always lead you home. Amen? So let's go here. Hebrews 11, verse 1. Faith has substance. Faith is the substance. It is a foundation. It has actual existence. Faith has substance. When people look at your life, they should see some substance there. They should see a testimony there. They should say something is different about that guy. He might be a little strange. He might seem a little foreign. He might seem a little alienish to me. But I can tell that there's something different about him. There's something different about her. There is something substantial to their life. And what gives your life substance is your faith in Jesus Christ. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Evidence means a proof, that by which a thing is proved or tested. Your faith can be proved out. Faith, I I love people of faith because you see evidence all around them. I see the evidence. People of faith, you see the evidence all around them. I love this chapter. It's full of the faith um, hall of famers. You just see evidence all around their life. People who have a substantial faith, you can see evidence of it. They've proved it out in their life. You can see it in their testimony. 
It's the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders, I love that, obtained a good testimony. Faith will, will make your life a good testimony. Your, your life will bring glory to God. People will look at your life. They'll look at the goodness of God in your life. They'll see substance there. They'll see the evidence there. And it'll actually cause other people to glorify God. Jesus said, shine your light before men that they, that they may see that and glorify God. Amen? They'll do things, even, even the world, they'll see you bringing glory to God and they'll just want to jump in and glorify God as well. Let them see your works. Let them see your testimony. Amen? When I, when I was getting my doctorate in music at Rice University, um, one of my friends there, he was a, a doctoral composer. And um, he, um, he was a, a, a devout believer. He was a charismatic Catholic, actually. And um, I, don't, I don't know everything about his theology, but I knew that he believed in the power of God. I knew that he prayed in tongues. I knew. And um, he... Um, one, one of the first years we were there doing our doctorate, he wanted to do a, a concert of all sacred music that he wrote, music that would glorify God. And all the professors there told him, do not do this. They were very against it. And he actually wanted to hire out a professional choir uh, to perform this music that he was writing to bring glory unto God. And to do so, he had to raise $5,000. And he did a a um, campaign to raise $5,000 online, and the deal was you could give towards it, but if, if the, the complete amount wasn't raised by a certain deadline, then all the money would go back to people and the project wouldn't happen. Anyways, right before a, a class I had with him, he had, he had 4200 of the $5,000 accounted for. I could see that, and, and um, the, 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 the clock was ticking down. It was actually going to go off in about an hour, like right at noon. And we're about ready to walk into class. And as, as we're getting ready to go in class, I heard a ka-ching sound on my phone. At the time, I was buying and selling a lot of watches on eBay. And this, I, I, I heard this ka-ching. And I looked, and I sold one of the most expensive watches I had. And on this watch, I actually made an $800 profit. And I just heard God say, hey, as soon as you get to class, donate $800, push him over the limit so he can get that project done. So I went into class, sat down. I popped up my computer. I was sitting next to a close friend of mine. Uh, another, another guy who, who was actually very non-Christian. He's one of the most non-Christian people I knew. He was from Thailand. He, um, he actually, I, I tried to invite him to church many times. He's someone I pray for. I always have like three people I pray for that, that I, I just believe that will come to Christ. He's one of those people that I, I, I just think about and I pray for often that they would come to Christ. But he had, he, had, um, he told me he tried everything. He, he'd been a monk. He'd tried Buddhism. He tried drugs. He's tried everything. And I said, hey, why don't you go with me to church? He would never try Jesus. He'd try everything else. But he saw me give $800, and, and, and he just, I could tell he was really moved by that. And he just popped open his computer, and I saw him go to that same link. And then he gave $100 extra. Just he, he, he just wanted to, to be a part of that. That's what Jesus meant by, by let your light shine before men that they will see. They'll see it and they'll want to give glory to God too. So, so this person who's pretty anti-Christ, pretty anti-Jesus, pretty, I don't know why he'd want to donate to a sacred music concert with a full professional choir, but he just jumped in and gave $100. Isn't that awesome? Our lives should, should bring a good testimony. 
Verse three, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. I love this, by faith we understand that God created, in the beginning God created by faith. To me it, it, it takes, it's, it's actually much more unreasonable to think that there is no God. Whenever you see beauty, whenever you see order, you know that there is a creator behind it. Beautiful things don't happen from chaos. If you have small children, if you have animals in your house, if, you know, when, when chaos erupts, beautiful things don't happen. We're going to start potty training on Monday. I'm not expecting just beautiful masterpieces to be left on the floor. It's going to go good. We're blessed. I'm speak, but um, chaos does not breed beauty. You did not come from scum. You are much more beautiful than scum. You are much more beautiful than a fish. You are much more beautiful than a monkey. You are actually the, the, the crown of God's creation. You are the apple of his eye. When you look in the mirror, you see proof that there is a God. Whenever you see beauty, whenever you see order, there is always a creator behind it. And to really know what, what good creators do, what good composers do, what good artists do, what good writers do, they're, they're so good at what they do, they leave an imprint in their art. They leave an imprint in their creation. When you listen to Mozart, you can, you can almost get a sense of his personality, a sense of his humor, a sense of his... When you read Charles Dickens, you can get a sense of the time he lived in. You can get a sense of of what society was like. You can get a sense of his beliefs, of his values, of his philosophy. When you look at, at who you are, when you look in the mirror, you can get a sense of who God is. God is a God of beauty. He's a God of order. He's a God of love. That's why he created us in his image. He wanted to, to, to even your soul has, has the image of God in it. God has an imagination. He has dreams. He has emotions. He has desires. He's left his imprint all over you, all over your physical being, all over your heart, and, and certainly in your spirit as a believer. Amen? By faith we understand that there is a creator. Verse 4, I love this. As I was starting this out today, God showed me something really cool. I, I actually made kind of a chart in my notes. And I said, by faith... It's like a formula, by faith. And then the next line on the chart is a name. And then the next line on the chart is a verb. It's this simple. By faith, someone did something. By faith, a name and a verb. And I actually went through, went through all of Hebrews 11, and I highlighted every verb after a faith hall of famer. By faith, Abel offered. Amen? By faith, Enoch pleased God. By faith, Noah prepared. By faith, Abraham obeyed. By faith, Sarah received. You can just see, by faith. Faith is the common denominator. Faith will work for anyone, anywhere, anytime. Faith takes action. The actions are different. This is where some people get hung up. They say, well, Pastor Lawson did this, so I have to do the exact same thing. 
No, all, everything that they did was different. You are only supposed to do by faith what God calls you to do. Faith takes action. Amen? But the actions are different. It depends on who you are and what God is calling you to do. You know, by faith, someone can give an offering of two pennies, and it can be by faith, and it can please God. If I gave two pennies tonight, it would not be by faith for Pastor Aaron. Does that make sense? You have to do what God is calling you to do. By faith, name, and a verb. Faith is the common denominator. It's always by faith, a name, anyone, anywhere, anytime, and they take action. Faith takes action. I love what James says in James 2, verse 26. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. He says faith has to take action. It doesn't always have to be a grand action. But faith does take action. When I pray with people, I try to give them something to do. It might be something as simple as, hey, take this scripture, write it down. You're dealing with fear. Take this scripture, write it down. Whenever you feel fear, confess this. Do something. Say, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but he has given me a spirit of power, of love, and a sound mind. Take that action and see what God will do. See what you receive. And it works. I always give something, I, I, when I pray with people, I try to give them something to do. It might just be raise your hand. Maybe you've never been able to raise your hand before. Try to raise your hand. Try to take a step. I won't just, sometimes people get, get kind of out there. They, I've, I've, haven't walked in a few years, but by faith, I'm going to go run a marathon tomorrow. Maybe just take one step. You're not going to build the ark overnight. Take one step in the direction that God is telling you to go and, and keep going and, and you'll see what happens over a long period of time. Faith and patience. We talked about that, how faith and patience, they work together. They're actually two sides of the same coin. I love, I love James, you know, I, I mentioned James 2.26, for as the body of the Spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. James um, he actually uses two examples of faith that are found here in Hebrews 11. He uses the example of Abraham and the example of Rahab. Because he's trying to show, show the people that he's writing to, people who he's ministering to, that it's not based upon race, it's not based upon gender, it's not based upon your history, your notoriety. Faith will work for anyone. If, if it worked for Abraham, it can work for Rahab. If it worked for Abraham, it can work for you. If it worked for Rahab, it can work for you. It doesn't really matter what your name is. Trust God, just do what he's called you to do. Your action doesn't have to look like the action of other people. Just do what God has called you to do. And ultimately, it's about where you are looking to. Faith always leads you home. You have to be looking unto God, the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen? By faith, Abel offered, verse 4, to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. I love that, a more excellent sacrifice. You know, Heather, every year, she wants to give more than we gave the year before. She wants to do something more excellent. So I already know, next, I, I got to keep preparing to do more and more, to do something more excellent. Amen? I don't want to go back. I want to keep moving in that direction. Do something more excellent. By faith, Abel offered to God a, I can offer something. Can you offer something? By faith, Abel offered. I can offer something. 
a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it he being dead still speaks. I love this. Verse 5 and verse 6 go together. Think of these two verses as going together. By faith, Enoch. By faith, Enoch. He was taken away. God took him away. But why did God take him away? Because he pleased God. By faith, Enoch pleased God. And he was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Can you please God? Yes, you can take your name. Danny, you can take your name. Bob, you can take your name. Judith, by faith, Judith pleases God. By faith, Aaron pleases God. By faith, Daisy pleases God. I can please God. Sometimes we think that Enoch, Enoch, like all these people are just like superheroes. Just mythical creatures that like we can't ever attain to their level of I love what James said, speaking about praying the prayer of faith. He talked about Elijah, and he said, Elijah had a temperament just like me and you. He was just like me. There's nothing really special about him. The prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise them up. The prayer of faith avails much. So Enoch pleased God. Verse 6, but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I can believe, right? Faith has these two essential ingredients we see in verse 6. Two essential ingredients of faith. You have to believe that he is. Who can believe that God is? I can believe that he is. And you also, the second part of that is to believe that he is a rewarder. Our God is a rewarder. He's not out to take things away. He is out to reward. He is a giver, not a taker. I will not sing you give and take away. You know, sometime, one time someone left a phone back here from the, from the music team, and I picked up the phone, and I said, blessed be the name of the Lord. He gives and he takes away, and I took it. I was joking. Finders, keepers, losers, weepers. Some people think that's God's attitude. God is not into the finders, keepers, losers, weeper. I'm going to take, I'm going to give, I'm going to. You never know. He is a rewarder. Amen. He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Keep seeking him. Keep looking home. Faith always leads you home. Faith works through love. Amen. I love this church. I know that this church is my home because I know that God's love is here. That's why God has led me here. Because I know his love is here. Amen. Faith always leads you home. It works through love. All right, verse 7. By faith, Noah. What did Noah do? He prepared. You might not have to prepare an ark. But God might be calling you to prepare for something. You know, when I, when I moved here, I, I, I wanted to buy a house right away because I believed that, that um, after a period of time, God would bring me a wife. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. God will not withhold any good thing from those who walk uprightly. I knew that God had something good in store for me, and I wanted to, to be prepared. So I built an ark. Now I bought a home. 
By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared. By faith, Noah prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is according to faith. By faith, Noah prepared. I like here the next few verses. Abraham did several things. He obeyed. He went out. He dwelt. Let's look at what Abraham did. By faith, Abraham obeyed. When he, I love that word, obeyed. Several years ago, my parents were ministering at a uh, Bible school, not here in Colorado, in, in another state, and um, my, my mom mentioned obedience, and it's like, these people, it's like the, the, the air just got sucked out of the room. What do you mean, obey? This is a grace place. We don't talk about obedience. Maybe if you're not eating the good of the land, maybe it's because you're not obedient. If you're not eating the good of the land, maybe it's not because you're willing. If you're willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. Amen? By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. That's like a typical man thing to do. It doesn't matter. I don't know where I'm going. By faith, I'm going out. My dad helped me install this um, seal. I went and bought a new ceiling fan for Ada's room. My dad came over. How many pastors does it, does it take to change a light bulb, a ceiling fan? I'm more of a, to the letter of the, you know, I'd like to look at my dad's, you know, by faith we're going to build this ceiling fan. We don't need the directions. We're going to go out not knowing what we're doing. We're having a hard time getting the old one down, and he said, go get your sawzah. He just, he really wanted me to go get that sawzah. I'm like, no, let me look for the screws. I'm sure this thing will come apart, and, and I'm a little worried about what will happen with the sawzah, and then... And I already know the sawzah is going to not work, and then we're going to get a sledgehammer, and that's pretty soon we're going to we're gonna need some grace from God. If you, even if you don't know where you're going, faith will always lead you home. Amen? He went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he dwelt. I love this. He dwelt in the land of promise. By faith, I want to dwell in the promised land. Amen? He dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country. Dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited, by faith, he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. He was looking to something even greater than he could experience on earth. Faith will, faith will actually lead you past this temporary place. Faith is going to lead you to receive some things that can't be received here. I was kind of thinking about this. You know, eternal life. If you could live forever, which we will, would you really want to live forever here? Or would you rather live, for better, live forever somewhere better? Where there isn't hail, where, you know, ceiling fans aren't shooting off. God wants you to live forever in a better place, Amen. He waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. By faith, Sarah herself also received. Faith receives. Faith receives. God wants you to receive his goodness. He wants you to receive his rewards. He wants you to receive 
many, many promises. Faith receives. By faith, Sarah received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age. I love this. By faith, she judged. I just went through and highlighted every verb. She judged. She judged him faithful. Have you judged God faithful, the one who has promised? Have you judged him faithful? By faith, she judged him faithful who had promised. Verse 12, therefore from one man and him as good as dead were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore. These all died in faith. Verse 13, they died in faith. They died in faith because they hadn't received everything that they were hoping for, everything that they were believing for. They were actually believing for things beyond this temporary place. By, by faith, they, they actually died in faith. Not having received the promise. They received some things. They received great things, but they hadn't received everything that they were believing for. You know, Jesus said, Abraham saw my day. This is in John 8. He said, before Abraham was, I am. A- Abraham saw my day, and he rejoiced in it and was glad. Abraham was looking forward to something in the future. He was looking forward to Jesus. I believe that Moses was looking forward to something beyond the promised land. He really wanted to cross the Jordan, go into the promised land, but I believe beyond that, he wanted to see the Redeemer himself. God told him, hey, you can't go into the promised land, but but just wait for it. Wait till what you're really believing for when it really happens. Wait till that Redeemer is born when he's walking on the face of the earth, when he's transfigured on the mount. I'll let you go see that. I'll let you go stand right with him on the Mount Olives. I bet he was excited about that. He's probably really bummed when he died right before they went into the promised land. God, why'd you hold out on me? That's what I really wanted to do was to cross the Jordan. Go the, he just said, just hold on. I'll let you go, but I'll let you go for a really remarkable moment, a moment that you've been waiting for. The... Amen? You're going to get to see something that you've really been hoping for, you've really been believing for. You'll get to see Jesus, the Redeemer, transfigured on the mount, shining in all of his glory. Amen? Verse 13, they died in faith, not having received their promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them. They embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. There should be something in a seeking. We should never just be con- just satisfied with this present earth, this present world. Something in us should want something more. We should be asking. We should be seeking. We should be finding things from the kingdom of heaven. We seek a homeland. Verse 15, and truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have had opportunity to return. Faith does not go back. Faith goes forward. Faith does not return. Faith goes forward. Amen. Faith does not go back to Egypt. Faith does not go back to the house of bondage. Faith knows what is better. Better things are ahead of me. But now they desire a better that is a heavenly country. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Faith always leads you home. It leads you home to our Father in heaven, and he has a place prepared for us. Amen? 
All right, going on into verse 17, I have another point for you tonight. So first of all, faith always leads you home. Second point, do or do not. With faith, there is no try. If you guys like Star Wars, you'll, you'll recognize it sounds a little bit like Yoda. Yoda said, do or do not, not, do or do not, there is no try. I'm making it more spiritual. Yoda was not as spiritual as me. He's a mythical, fictitious creature. But faith, do or do not, with faith there is no try. Faith makes a decision. Faith goes for it. Faith is... You know, as I look through the, the kind of the, the next portion of Hebrews 11, we'll go, go here um, from verse 17 through 31. In Hebrews 11, there is only one failure mentioned. One failure, one, one extraordinary failure. Every, every single person, every single group of people in Hebrews 11 was very successful, but there is one notable failure, and it is found in Hebrews 29. It says, first of all, by faith, the Israelites passed through the Red Sea as by dry land. But then we see an incredible failure. The Egyptians tried to do the same thing the Israelites do. They attempted to do something. They tried to do something. But they drowned. Faith does not just try things. Well, I'm just going to... It takes faith to marry someone. I realize this as I married Heather. It, it, I don't know exactly what's going to happen. I don't know exactly what I'm getting into. I realize this, you know, a few months in. What did I get myself into? You don't say, by faith, I'm going to try marrying this person and see how it goes. By faith, I'm going to try having kids and just see how it goes. By faith, I'm just going to try being a pastor and see how it goes. By faith, I'm just going to... I'm just going to try this church out and try this and try that and try that. Faith is not flaky. People of faith are not flaky. Men of God are not flaky. Women of God are not flaky. They're consistent. Look at someone's consistency. Look at their fruit. Do or do not, with faith there is no try. The Egyptians tried. Hey, we'll try that. It didn't work out for them. Because they didn't understand faith. They didn't understand who the, the one true God was. They said, well, it worked for them, but it'll work for me. Verse 17, by faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son. By faith, he offered. We see offerings by faith. Faith has a lot to do with your offerings. Of whom it was said, in Isaac your seed shall be called. He concluded, by faith he came to a certain conclusion. Faith, faith will lead you to come to a certain conclusion that God is faithful. He's going to take care of it. He came to this conclusion that God would raise him up. If I offered him, if God has called me to do this, God is going to raise him up because this is his promise that through Isaac, through my only begotten son, Isaac, will be a, a faith lineage, a promised lineage. God would raise him up even from the dead, from which he also received him in a figurative sense. Verse 20, by faith Isaac blessed. 
Now, a faith blessing is different than just what well, we say, bless you, bless you, the Lord bless you and keep you. A faith blessing is different. It's actually a prophetic blessing. A prophetic blessing. When Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau, he was actually prophesying their future. He was speaking things that be not as though they were. He, by the Spirit of God, he was calling things into existence. When you bless people as a, as a spirit-filled believer, you should, you should have a faith-type blessing. You should call things that be not as though they are. Amen? When I bless people, I, I try to ask God, how should I bless this person? What can I prophesy over them? What can I speak into their life? You know, one of my friends just, just had a baby the other day. I said, you know, your son is going to do great exploits for God. He's going to be mighty on the earth. Amen? You are raising world changers. Isaac blessed Jacob by faith concerning things to come. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, he also blessed each of the sons of Joseph. It was that faith-filled blessing. And by faith, he worshiped. I love that. You can worship by faith. He worshiped, leaning on the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he was dying, he made mention of the departing of the children of Israel. He, he knew by faith that something was going to happen years down the road. That there is going to be a king that does not remember you. But hey, guess what? God is going to bring you back to that promised land. There may be people here on the earth that don't remember, that don't remember the people of God, what they have invested into this nation. But God is a redeemer. He is a restorer. God does not forget. Other people might forget. You know, someone just wrote a formal letter to the D20 superintendent asking them to remove all Bibles from all the libraries in D20. I thought, how insane is that? The number one best-selling book in the history of the world. A book that is so intertwined with our literature, with our history, with our education. To remove that book from your library is to remove any academic credibility from your institution. Well, we're going to study history today. Oh, look, it's President Abraham Lincoln. Let's read one of his... Speeches. A house divided against itself cannot stand. Well, I wonder what that's from. Is that from the Koran? Is that from the... We don't really know. Because we've erased history. How idiotic. God does not forget. He does not forget. Amen. There, there is, God has, God has, God is a redeemer. He is a rewarder. There is a group of strong believers in this nation. God is not going to forget about them. He's going to do miracles just because of that remnant. By faith, Joseph, verse 22, when he was dying, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave instructions concerning his bones. I don't want my bones left here in Egypt. I want my bones to go to a better place. And he knew that he was ultimately going to a better place than even where his bones were going. Amen? By faith, Moses, when he was born, 
His parents did something by faith. They hid him three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. I love this. The parents of Moses, by faith, they hid him. They were not afraid of the king's command. Faith is not afraid. Faith chooses life. Faith-filled decisions lead to life. Fear-filled decisions lead to death. I will never support abortion because it leads to death. Faith-filled decisions lead to life. Fear-filled decisions lead to death. A fearful mindset is a carnal mindset. A faith-filled mindset is a spiritual mindset. Romans 8, verse 6, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace, because the carnal mind is enmity against God. Abortion is enmity against God. Making decisions based upon fear is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. What pleases God? Faith pleases God. They chose not to be afraid of the king's command. They said, we are going to make faith-based decisions, not fear-based decisions. And God honored them. He protected them. He protected Moses. He protected the midwives. He gave the midwives their own families, their own households. He blessed them. Verse 24, by faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Faith will actually affect your identity. Faith will affect your identity. You're going to not identify with certain things. You're going to identify as blessed. You're not going to identify as a victim. You're going to identify as a victor. You're not, you're not going to identify with the circumstance. Amen. You're going to identify with the promise. Faith affects your identity. He refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Verse 25, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, esteeming all of this. Faith will affect, uh, will affect your value system. What do you value? He esteemed some things. He realized that the things in Egypt, Egypt weren't as valuable as the promises of, of the people of Israel. It affected his value system. He esteemed the reproach of Christ, greater riches. He was looking forward to something beyond, even unto Christ, right? Greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward. You might say, what reward is that? The reward of, of living in the wilderness for 40 years? The, the, the reward of leading a bunch of complaining people through the desert for 40? What, what? He was looking forward to Jesus. Amen? He was looking forward to being home with the Father. By faith, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. By faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith, they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, whereas the Egyptians attempting to do so. Do or do not, with faith there is no try. Faith does not make attempts. Faith does not try. Faith is not flaky. Faith is all or nothing. 
By faith, I became a pastor. By faith, I married Heather. By faith, I had kids. By faith, I work for Pastor Lawson. I'm not just trying it out. You know, people are so flaky. Well, I applied for this job. I figured I'd just maybe try applying. Well, do you want it or not? Why'd you even bother applying? By faith, I'll fill out this application to serve at church, but when they contact me, I won't respond. I'm believing for promotion from the Lord, but I'm the flakiest person in the world. Faith is not flaky, amen? By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down, verse 30, after they were encircled for seven days. By faith, the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she had received the spies with peace. So faith always leads you home. Number two, faith, do or do not. With faith, there is no try. Last point, as we finish out this chapter, is this. Don't let someone who is unworthy of you set your value. Verse 38 says, of whom the world was not worthy. God determines your value. Let the person who loves you, let the person who gave the most for you determine your value. Don't let the world determine your value. Don't let Pharaoh determine your value. Don't let Biden determine your value. Don't let a school district determine your value. Don't let the world determine your value. Don't let someone who is unworthy of you set your value. Verse 32, and what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon. I love Gideon. I love preaching on Gideon. I love that he made the faith hall of fame. We think people of faith made no mistakes. When the angel of the Lord appeared to, to Gideon and gave him the promise, Gideon, as one man, you are going to deliver the Israelites from the Midianites. Gideon's response was this. Is there even a God? Why would, why, if there were a God, why would he pick me? I'm the, I am from the, the, the least tribe, from the worst family, and my daddy doesn't even like me. I'm the worst in my father's house. Where is this God? Where are the miracles? Why do we keep getting beat up? If there is this God, then, then why do all these bad things happen? He's asking a lot of questions that people ask today. The angel didn't even reply to that. It's great. Gideon made the faith hall of fame. God helped him take a step in the direction of faith, a step closer to the promise. Gideon, Barak, Samson. Samson was an imperfect person as well. He made the faith hall of fame. I preached on Samson. It's hard to preach on Samson. He made a lot of mistakes. By faith, he repented at the end of his life, and by faith, he died and, and killed more enemies, more Philistines with his death than he did during his lifetime. Samson was looking forward to something greater. Samson and Jephthah and also David and Samuel and the prophets who through faith subdued kingdoms, I want to subdue kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, 
The shield of faith will quench every fiery dart. We can escape the edge of the sword out of weakness, be made strong, become valiant in battle, turn to flight the armies of the aliens. Women can receive their dead, raised to life again. These are many positive outcomes. The next few verses here talk about some, some people who, who are still by faith but dealt with negative situations. But even going through these negative situations, which many people in this time went through, they had a reward to look forward to. They had something greater to look forward to. It said others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they may, might obtain a better resurrection. Still others had trial of mockings and scourgings, yes, and of chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn in two, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, and tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They were looking forward to something that, that the world could not give them. So they wandered in deserts and mountains and dens and caves of the earth, and all these having obtained a good testimony. I want to obtain a good testimony. When I get to heaven someday, when I see my eternal reward, when I see Jesus, I know that he's going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into this joy I have set before you. They have obtained a good testimony through faith. They did not receive, the, they did not receive everything here on this earth. There are some promises that are too good for us to experience here on this earth. Like, I just thought about the, the example of eternal life, the promise of eternal life. Jesus said, I am the resurrection. I am the life. If you believe on me, you're not going to really die. You're going to live forever with me. And if you're going to live forever, would you really want to live here? I don't think so. I think I'd rather live somewhere better. I'd rather live in that heavenly city. Amen. Verse 39, all these having obtained a good testimony through faith did not receive the promise. God having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. So in conclusion, I'm going to quote myself. One of my favorite quotes by Pastor Aaron Perdue. In the realm of the spirit, the only thing God sees is faith. He is blind to everything else. He is blind to race. He is blind to gender. He is blind to intellect. He is blind to strength. He is blind to nobility. He is blind to talent. He is blind to beauty. You can be ugly. God doesn't care. You can still wake up by faith and live by faith even before you put your makeup on. God is blind to He's blind to your financial situation. The only thing he sees in the realm of the spirit is faith. He sees faith, and faith pleases God. Amen? Amen. Awesome. Thank you for listening to the Karis Christian Center podcast. If you would like to receive prayer, product, or more information about the ministry, go to www.karischristiancenter.com or call us at 719-418-4000.